There are only two types of people in the world, people that get anime and love it, and people like Chuck, who wouldn't know a waifu if she walked up to him and bit him on the b- Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Chuck. Our podcast is called Geek Life Crisis. On Tuesday, October 13th, Chuck and I are launching a 30-day Kickstarter campaign to support the upcoming season of Geek Life Crisis podcast, Steins Gate Edition. With your help, we can produce 24 episodes reviewing Steve's favorite anime. (laughs) It's the 2010 fan-favorite anime, Steins Gate. And yes, the only way I can get people to listen to my anime recommendations is if I turn it into a podcast. Our Kickstarter campaign includes donation rewards, t-shirts, coffee mugs, artwork by me, and fun ways for you to be included in our podcast. Go to kickstarter.com, search for Geek Life Crisis, and follow us right now. Or visit geeklifecrisis.ninja for details. If we do well with this Kickstarter campaign, we can probably convince our wives that we need to review Steinsgate Zero next. <laughs> Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, Things you've seen, heard, or read to what we did and what we do. You know, stuff and junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. This is Jami. Uh, lately, I've, I've tried a new strategy in, in terms of how I walk my dog now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because, you know, I'm furloughed, so I get more chances to walk him in the daytime. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 I, I've realized that he has somewhat of a territory that he mm-hmm. likes to walk in the neighborhood. Hmm. Oh. Right. Because before I would just like walk him wherever I want him mm-hmm. to walk, but he kind of he tends to gravitate towards a certain path. So one day I decided oh. to like, oh, let's just let him walk me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just let him decide. Like, okay, Caesar Milan would be mm-hmm. waving his finger yeah. in your face. Sure, sure, whatever. But you know, he's an old he's an old boy. I mean, I, I think he deserves to do what he wants at this point. Mm-hmm. But you know, like basically out of out of the house, he decides whether I go left or right. Mm-hmm. You know, if I hit a cross street. He decides where which direction to go to. Is it usually <laughs> the same pattern every day and stuff? Uh, yeah, that's yeah. what I noticed. It's usually the same pattern. Ooh, he has a particular path that he really yeah. likes. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. so yeah, I, I, it's actually kind of like less work for me because he decides. He decides where to go. <laughs> does he usually? Does he also call it like, "Hey, I'm tired, man. Yes, I'm done. I'm he done. Does. I'm going home." He does. He <laughs> yeah. literally like turn around and go the oh, other no. way. Like and like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, at first, I'm like, okay, I guess we're going back this way then, right? So then, and then that he and then he'll be good for him. Yeah, and, and then he'll turn the corner, like headed towards the house, and then he'll go up my driveway. He even knows where he lives. So that, that, there we go. I think we talked about this. That he, is good. He doesn't. He knows where he lives. Even with the doors open and everything, he doesn't. He wouldn't run outside and 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 leave by himself, right? No. Yeah. No, he likes the comfort of being. A, my next, a my follow up question is: Would be like, do you think if he left, make a left turn, right turn, he'll be eventually be able to find his way back home if he gets lost? But he doesn't even leave. The there house was one time where he proved that 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 fact because there oh. was one time where he did get out of the house mm-hmm. and he. I guess back when he was younger, right? That's when he. Uh, back, yeah, yeah, years ago, years when ago. He was spry. <laughs> years mm-hmm. ago, I think he was distracted. He was he wanted to follow either another dog or somebody, yeah. mm-hmm. and he the door happened to be open for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's that's when we had like the other guests in the house that we were not gonna name. 
<laughs> but anyways, so yeah, so so he got out somehow, mm-hmm. and uh, and I guess he followed another dog, and oh, okay. then and then once he realized that he was not out of the house, mm-hmm. and like oh my gosh, yeah. So when we went out to go get him, he was already on his way back. Oh really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's like, oh okay. How far do you think he, he got? I have no idea. I have okay. no idea. But yeah, he, he has he he, decided. Yeah, he has his own path that he follows, and I just let him follow do his path. I actually have a dog question. It actually came up today and so okay. far. Okay. Uh, if you see a stray, what kind of commitment do you give to get that stray and you know try and get into your car and try you know help him out and stuff like that? Because I get, I happened to me after lunch. I was on the way back. I saw a stray dog walking around the neighborhood and stuff like that. I gave it a good fifteen minutes, man. And I actually even went back to my house to get some food to try and lure him like a like a pervert trying to lure him into my car and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Fifteen minutes. Don't that's, take that's, the a candy. Good, that's a good run, right? And also. That, that's not bad, right? No, that's not bad. I mean, you, yeah. you do more than I do. I yeah. mean, I don't even do the drive food. <laughs> I don't even do the food thing. Because for all you know, the dog do might... Do you even call anybody? Yeah. No, no. no it's, it's, there's no point calling anybody because they, they, yeah. they won't be... They either won't show up or if they will, it'll be hours later and it'll be no yeah. point. No. Yeah. So it's either yeah. you do it yourself and, or you don't. Uh, but no, I, I don't do the food thing because mm-hmm. for all we know, the dog might be allergic to something. Yeah. For I know mm. right. every dog likes chicken, which is why I got. And also, I was like, two, I was a minute away from home. That's why I ran back. And got, got oh, true. Food. But yeah. the other thing too is, if the dog approaches you, great. If the dog yeah. appro- doesn't approach you, I don't, I don't bother yeah. anymore. What happened was, I saw the dog. I parked. I, he actually called him. You know, put it on my hand. He actually approached me. He actually licked my finger. Oh, okay, that's different. I, I gave it a couple of minutes because I didn't want to do the thing where you just grab him and you, then he'll bite you right, and run away. Right, right. I thought we were at a cool place. I thought we were cool, and I, I tried to kind of, you know. Uh, rub him, di- rub him down. That sounds gross. But you know, I try to, pet, I, try to pet, I bet you did. Yeah, you know, I try to pet him a little bit, thinking, you know, hey, we have a bond here. And then he started kind of moving away, walking, running yeah, away. Skinny, skinny. Yeah, that's when I went back and got some food. You know what I mean? I drove around. I kept ch- chase him down, get him, you know, lure him in with the food. But 15, 20 minutes later, it wasn't happening. You so didn't I, just create a lasso or get a dog tag? No, uh, no, uh, no. Yeah, there's no tags or anything on there. So. No, no, no. What, what we need is like, like. Get a dog leash. Yeah, I, I was gonna do that, but then I, I figured the food thing would have been enough. But anyway, and also it was a very fat dog and stuff like that. My leash and things tend to be a little smaller. Oh, this is def- definitely domesticated then. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That that's another thing. Yeah. Number one, I think it was. I'm 99 sure it's domesticated because it was a corgi, but it was very fat. It's very sturdy. Aww. You know what I mean? And I was I would have scooped up that corgi in a yeah, heartbeat. It was seemingly well kept. It's like I it it, it you know and it looked like it was maybe seven eight years old something. Like that. So, but well, it's yeah, chunky. Sure. He probably yeah. can't get very far anyway. So yeah. Find so I chased it down for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I had to go back to work. And also, I did, the other thing I did was I, I didn't make a post on uh, uh, Nextdoor, but I did look through Nextdoor to see if anybody made a post saying, hey, missing Corgi and stuff like that. But anyway, 15 minutes, that, that's about right, right? That's that's a good try. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah. I would say yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. It's the 360th episode of the show, and as of this recording, it's currently 6.42 a.m. on October 21st, 2020, in Kanur, India. And it's time to take a look and see what's up. What's up? What's up? So a uh, police in India, in the Kanur International Airport, actually, arrested a Dubai passenger, a passenger from Dubai, <laughs> who hid one kilogram of gold in his body. Can I guess where? Heck? What? <laughs> guess where? Can I guess where? No. Where did he hide in the butt? Did he hide in the butt? Is it in the butt? Is it butt? Is it butt stuff? Is it butt? Does it say butt stuff? the butt. Copy the butt. They did not disclose how the traveler had attempted to conceal the bottom. Let me read it between the lies. That's butt stuff. That's the only place, right? There's no other way. 
There's no other way. I mean, I mean, look at the shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also the 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 article has I pictures. Mean... I appreciate the fact that they cleaned it up before they took the pictures. Thank you. My God. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a butt? Is it a butt? But it doesn't say. It doesn't yeah. say. Yeah. So that's like what one point nine million dollars. Wow. How do you even sit? Is that right? If that's like all the way up. I don't even know. Well, I mean, we're oh, assuming it's in the butt. It's in the butt. <laughs> Definitely in the butt. It's just, it's I mean, how else? <laughs> Gotta be in the butt. We're assuming. We're yeah. assuming. We're assuming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. as- assuming. The yeah, as we had a- <laughs> yeah. You know what they say when you assume? You make an ass. Oh, no. All right. Okay. Uh, a Tokyo schoolboy assumes other boys' identity for six months. Wait, what happened? classes no. at top high school. Wait, what happened? Uh, oh, that is creepy. Yeah, supposedly another boy decided to. It's like it's like one of those Ferris Bueller things, I guess. No, where... no, no. What's that movie from uh, back in the day? Based on that a sounds book. more like like body snatchers type. No, no. I mean, I mean, I, they probably did it like on purpose, like ask somebody to, you know, take what's my that, space. What's that Matt Damon movie from back in the day? Or, oh, uh, the uh, the talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, um, Mr. Ripley. yeah. That's right. He assumed somebody's identity in that one, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. Mean, I didn't. Did you say if? It was intentional, or is it one of those murder switchy things? Or what is it? What happened? Here? I think it is a switchy thing. Well, oh. not, not not a murder switchy thing, but like intentional. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Kasei held its entrance exam back in February ten, mm-hmm. and one applicant who will call Akun showed up to take the test. A few days later, Kasei informed him that he'd passed, and on February sixteen, he attended an orientation session where he completed the paperwork. Blah, blah, blah. Oh. On both days, he had to show a photo ID to confirm his identity. So it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. situation where, hey, buddy, why don't you go take the test for me? And the, he, the guy liked and it so much, he kept, kept going. <laughs> oh, according to this is that uh, it, became, become a, it became an online class. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Oh, right. uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That makes it easier. Yeah. You mean I get to pretend to be you and then I don't have to show up in, in person? Done. Is there any is there a money transaction? So. Is it what? Is it a money transaction? Did they pay him to pretend to be him? Uh, let's see. It's got to be a money thing, right? There was a paperwork issue. Mm-hmm. And then a uh, half a year later, uh, it seemed like somebody emailed a PDF or dropped a hard copy in the mail. So Kasei contacted Akun's junior high school, mm-hmm. only to be told that they had indeed sent his records, but to a different high school mm-hmm. where Akun was attending classes. Mm-hmm. Oh. In other words, Akun didn't have someone else take his entrance exam for him, but instead took the entrance exam pass. Somewhere and then else. had another and had another boy who will call. Wait, what? <laughs> this is a his classes. Now? So exactly what you said. Okay. He, he basically had somebody else mm-hmm. take the online classes for him. Right. Oh. Hmm. So this kid is going to like two different schools. Yeah. No, I, two different people to take his classes for him. That's what, that's what it seems like. Yeah. He's franchising. He's working the system. He's like, I have two he's, degrees. He's covering all his bases. Isn't, isn't that what RVG? Isn't that what RVG did? She was she, she went she had two she was going to two uh, colleges no, in two, two law schools, right? Yeah. She was going to Columbia and she was going to Harvard. Yeah. Also, I, I didn't see the movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway. Anyways. Anyways. So yeah. Uh, but they got caught, and then obviously punishment ensued. Got because paperwork got in the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think it was a mistake mm-hmm. of the paperwork yeah. because. He they asked for the guy's record, but the other school gave them the record itself, and they go, "Wait a minute, this is for a different school." Yeah, and that's where the cookie crumpled. You would think the two people were have the, the they would look the same because they're 
both Japanese kids. <laughs> I, think kind of, I think that's kind of racist. Kind of? Kind of. Anyway. Is it, is it racist if they're both Japanese in yeah. Japan I'm just impersonating saying. another Japanese boy? I would say the same thing if this happened in, in China or Taiwan. Right. What does kids kind of look alike? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, a woman. You can't, you can't say that in the Philippines, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> they look so different. Okay, a woman who stole goods for 19 years <laughs> and sold them on eBay has been sentenced to prison and ordered to pay 3.8 million dollars. Why so soon? Whoa. Uh, I mean, it seems like a solid scam, right? Mm-hmm. What was the scam? Steal, steal the Amazon package. Oh, literally steal! Oh, and oh. then resell them on eBay. Oh, I thought it was some sort of identity, some sort of like uh, what do you call it, embezzlement thing. Literally pulling up and just grabbing stuff. Well, it seems like it. Like, okay, yeah. uh, the Dallas resident shoplifted during her travels across the U.S. <laughs> and then sold the merchandise on nice. eBay and via direct internet sales before mailing the items by U.S. mail. So is it one of those things where she's like, "Oh, guys, we're going on a family trip, a drive across America." Mom, why do we stop every few blocks? And I'm like, what are we doing? How are we paying for things, <laughs> yeah. Mom? This is her. This is her. Her her job essentially. Yeah. It says right here, like Richardson stole items from numerous retail stores. Mm-hmm. She used shoplifting tools to, to disable security devices uh-huh. and would exit the store by placing the stolen merchandise in a large black bag she carried. And nobody, nobody, not once, like suspected a, a woman bringing in a large black bag yeah. in with her to a store. Yeah. Wow. Shady. Shady indeed. Yeah, no, seriously. Hmm. It's quite a twist okay. on the old American road trip story. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> on the road quite. again. On the road quite. again. To steal. <laughs> to steal. Yeah. yeah. But that, that's, how, that's how she's making a living. She yeah. stole and seriously. then resold them. So, wow. So, so it's a work vacation. How saying. enterprising. A, <laughs> um, okay. Uh, moving on here. Let's see. Uh, big pile of live eels dumped in lake in New York City Park. Impact what not yet known. So two big bags of eels bizarrely released in Brooklyn's Prospect Park Lake could potentially cause big problems for native species. You know what? When I hear that, you know what I think of? Go to Chinatown. It's got to be the Chinese. <laughs> it's the Chinese. Go to Chinatown. Somebody, somebody, somebody's aunt, somebody's uncle brought some eels illegally from from China or the, some sort of shipping thing. They were going to get caught. They dumped it in, in, in the river and the pond and stuff like that. Chinese people love to eat eel, eel soup, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Go check China. How's this for an opening for the article? <laughs> Andrew Orkin was taking a break from his evening jog to sit by Prospect Park Lake mm-hmm. when he turned around and was startled to see a tangle of wriggling snakes. Yeah, stink in the face. Yeah. Right. Of, course, yeah. it tur- of course, it turned out the snakes were actually eels. Uh-huh. But at the same time, <laughs> wow. So they had escaped from two large plastic bags mm-hmm. that split open. Hmm. And the plastic bags had Chinese writing on it. That's what we're getting. Just plastic bags. Yeah. Ruthie, Ruthie, do me a favor. The, call it the in. The red Chinatown bag. Yeah, seriously. Ruthie, do me a favor. You're in New York. Call it in. Call the police department. Tell, tell, it's, a, it's a tip. Tell them you talk, you talk to your podcast partner. Go check Chinatown. It's got to be the Chinese. It's got to be that. Like, hey, hey, you dropped your eels in the lake. Yeah. Somebody, somebody speak to the eels in Chinese. I, I bet you they understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> I bet you. Come on, man. The you got to bring an outdoor walk yeah. to, to Prospect Park. It's got to start be. cooking from there. The way this article <laughs> makes it sound like the eels are like really like evil and they will destroy the environment. Mm-hmm. These things are here. Eels eat almost anything, including plants, insects, crustaceans, frogs, turtles, and oh, other fish. No. Oh, yeah. Well, here well. in the parks here, there's turtles. There's like yeah. birds. There's, you know, 
frogs that the birds that are migrating eat off of. There's like a whole mini ecosystem mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in each of the parks. But at the same time, it's a man-made pond. Yeah. So I don't really understand. Well, I don't know. Maybe it'll eat some of the turtles and eat the fish and eat the frogs. And also, if the lakes or whatever, they're connected and stuff, it could, it could get pretty nasty. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Just, yeah, and they're pretty gross and slimy, yeah. and they're not meant to be there. Hopefully, yeah. they don't reproduce. Just thank God. I, <laughs> they probably will. <laughs> yeah, if they're Chinese eels, you know they're going to F. You know what I'm saying? Wow. They're known for F. You should get back to that, Yeah. Hey, man, it's not racist <laughs> when I say it. I'm just telling you, just check Chinatown. Just ask around. Just, just ask around. <laughs> Come on, man. Look at the menu and say, who who's selling eels? I know, seriously. <laughs> Come on, man. Wait, but did you continue reading? What else did it say about whoever did it get dumped in there? Uh, just, 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 just take those bags. Go to ch- walk door to door in Chinatown. And say, hey, is this your bag? Is this your eels? And someone's gonna confess. <laughs> Come on, man. Okay. Those bastards. All right. Well, uh, making doing a book and going around from the first story mm-hmm. about butts. Yeah. Or pursue butts. We all knew it was going to end here. And <laughs> uh, 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 here, <laughs> yes. Uh, a Brazilian senator caught hiding cash between his butt cheeks. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Brazilian senator Chico Rodriguez was caught in a police raid with money <laughs> hidden <laughs> between his between his Chico Chiki, yeah. yeah. Chico, oh, Chico. Yeah. between his butt Chico's cheeks. <laughs> Come on, Chico. Why a transfer? Why can't you just wire that money? Come on, man. Who's taking cash bribes now? Come on, man. I mean, does, <laughs> does, it, does it matter? Well, what yeah. was the reason? What if he has an accident? Then, yeah. like, all that money is just literally going to go down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why there's a raid in the first place, but let's see. Uh, Come on, if you got a, a name like Chico, I mean, you got to be dirty. Wow! Wow! More more stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it. At, I'll leave it at that. All right, and that's what's up. What's up? What's up? All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, my name is Albert. You can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. And my name is Ruthie. You can find me on Instagram at Ruthie Grace Thirteen. That's R U T H Y G R R A C E One Three. And Ruthie Scats R U T H Y S C A T S. And you can find me on Twitter J I A M I N G L I O U. Uh, leave a comment on our Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or on the website itself. Leave a voicemail if you dare. Show your support. Head over to whowhatworswhy.com slash support to find out how. There are free options. Music has been provided by the White Axis. All the links and information can be found on whowhatworswhy.com as well as the show notes. Before we go, how about recommendation? Jamming. I recommend uh, a docuseries on Netflix called High Score. It's like a six-part series, I believe. Five or six-part series. And it's sort of like it's a, it, it talks about the advent or of the computer, uh, the gaming industry and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Back in the 70s, late 70s, it started with Atari, Pong, and it goes all the way to about, I think, mid-90s, where it's online gaming, multiplayer online gaming. Uh, you know what I mean? So that's the so that's sort of the time frame we're talking about, late 70s to uh, mid-90s. It's really interesting stuff, especially for people uh, uh, like Albert and my you know, generation. Late eighties, nineties kids and stuff like that. Because the what's what's uh, what's horrible, what's horrific about it is the way they look back on, on this. On this, is the way that we used to look back on, like you know, the forties and fifties. You know what I mean? But other people that, that kind of invented cars or commercial airplanes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a real trip. You know what I mean? It's a, it's it's really interesting. So come, uh, high score on Netflix. There's actually been people hmm. uh, around our age who yeah. have. Who have lived through the the, yeah. the video game wars that the high score documentary is talking yeah. about, and there's been criticism about that actually. Like like it kind of, 
I haven't seen it myself, so I, I, I can't really say it. But they say it, it was it's too simplistic. The high score one. The high score one. Like it doesn't. It like it like tries to talk to you like you've never exper- like like you are completely unaware about it at all. Or yeah, but if people like who that. say that I have to realize, hey, you're old. You know what I mean? This this Netflix uh is <laughs> for like millennials and Gen Sure, X guys, but it's mostly like it's not as informative as it could it's, be. And also, it's not investigative journalism. Nah, it's I not like know. sixty minutes. It's just a fun sort of re- uh, like a uh, recap of uh, not recap, but uh, what do you call it? Just a, just kind of retelling yeah. of what happened. I wanted you know? to watch that, but a lot of a lot of people have had negative things to say about it. It's shot so. very well. The, the graphics that they use is really fun, interesting. I what other thing I like about just to give you a little more detail. I like the fact that it wasn't just about the people that. That sort of uh, invented the games and stuff like that. Uh, it was mm-hmm. also about the people, the gamers. You know what I mean? That how the what do you call it? How these games sort of affected their life. They they have interviews with people of that uh, that are real marginalized people, and they talk about how these games really uh, spoke to them because it it gave them a, a positive feeling about them. Oh, I can, I can see now why the people are criticizing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's a, a gay man, a black a black gay man there. There's a transgender person. No, in no, there. no. It's, no, like, it's, it's also that. very good. No, I'm just saying this is the kind of this is the this. So it's, I'm just saying it's just not about just the game in itself and the history of it. But it's mm-hmm. about the people, the, how it affected these people's lives and stuff like that in that's, a positive way. And that's probably what it is. It's like it's really people, people, I think people going into it wanted more about the, the video game wars, the console wars more yeah. than the people about yeah. it. Yeah. I see on the computer screen you wrote down console, console wars. wars. I saw that recently too. And that, it's a, I mean, it's fine, but it's a really weird uh, uh, doc, 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 uh, what do you call it? documentary in the sense that it's it's basically Nintendo versus Sega Genesis, right? right? And they try to make it out to be a David and Goliath. The problem is the David part of it, the Sega part of it, the people that they interviewed, the people that actually were involved in Sega US, mm-hmm. they're assholes. They're real corporate right. assholes and stuff like no, that. No, no, no. That, that, that so, was that was the whole thing about uh, the con- console wars. By the way, is uh, is a documentary on CBS All Access, Access yeah, I, which I and, saw too. And it's based on the book, yeah. the best selling book, mm-hmm. Console yeah. Wars, actually. Which I actually have a copy of, yeah. actually. But it's, but like I said, the, the filmmakers of that will try to set it up as a like David Goliath kind of thing, which kind of is obviously. But like I said, the people on the Sega side, they're a holes. One example. Well, it depends how you see. No, it, they're though. actual <laughs> corporate a holes. I can say that legitimately. And, and, and this is before you. But don't, yeah. don't go through it because that's kind of yeah. spoiling the whole concept. No, no, no there's no, the there's no, uh, there's no spoilers. There's just I'll just give you an example. Like one of the guys for Sega Genesis. He has a spoiler. Sega Genesis, they have employees. That's not a spoiler. No, the, the whole the whole gimmick about Console Wars, the, the documentary, is the fact that that all these people behind the scenes are like purposely advertising just to sell consoles. Mm-hmm. Just to, and that's the whole gimmick. No, 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 I'm not talking about any of that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about one of the people that, that worked for Sega Genesis actually was actually in uh, part of the Vietnam War and stuff like that. Mm. And he compared uh what do you call it? And also the his also his co-workers did the same thing. He compared uh, going up against uh, Nintendo as sort of like war and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, this is really distasteful and stuff. Like this is kind of really, you know, it's like obviously exaggeration. You know, if you lose, I don't think so. People <laughs> die in war. I don't know. If you know, I so. know but you, you know, were you not part of the console wars in the late in the early nineties? Yeah, but I was also part of the Vietnam War. But I don't know that's I you know, can't compare the but two. But that's the mindset. That's no, the mindset. It's not, it. But it's inappropriate. That's sure, matter it's what inappropriate. But that's, that's what I'm saying. It's inappropriate. It's, it's still inappropriate. To, okay. See, this is the reason why console wars were interesting. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I score. <laughs> but like I said, it's gross. These are gross people. Fair enough. But point is, I'm so lost. This is the reason why. This is this is the reason why people say this is for '90s kids only. Yeah. This is the reason why people say This is the reason why people say console wars is a more interesting documentary than high score because it's a lot more interesting because it goes into facets like oh really like they're gonna take it that far or 
or they actually don't play video games, but there is their job to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, totally. yeah. Anyway. So I'm putting it. I'm putting in the show notes as well. But Jamming's recommendation is high score, which yeah. is a more. Uh, it's like an overview, a <laughs> friendly, a friendlier version of the console. It's actually a better version of it. <laughs> it's, it's a better a, version. It's a wider. It covers more <laughs> topics. Obviously, it's a wider scope. They they have uh, interviews from uh, people in America and Japan so far. It's a, it's a it's a better documentary. It's also it's not also not even fair to compare the two because one is like two hours, one's like you know six episodes, forty minutes each. Sure, fair you enough. They have more time and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but so. as a, as a kid who grew up in the console wars of Sega versus Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, there was a very there's a lot of things that actually I'll say this for a future podcast actually because you guys can hear my thoughts about it. All right, this was episode 360 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Works Network.